Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. So we've been doing a series um, following on from a series on kind of the Lord's Prayer and as an example of kind of liturgical form, um, formative prayer, we've been doing that kind of, kind, of, kind of contemplative prayer. And I'm going to just carry on with that a little bit. This will be quite short, I think, actually. Um, he says, theoretically, my notes are quite short, so we'll see whether that actually that ends up being short. Um, but I want to talk about contemplative prayer. Now, um, we're going to turn to quite a few Bible verses in terms of just a reference. Um, <coughs> so I'm glad you've all got paper Bibles, it's good to see. Um, so, I think those people who have should get a gold star. I'm going to bring gold stars in the future. I'm actually going to give people gold stars. And I'm going to put black stars on people that haven't got them. Um, yeah, digital star. I'm actually going to put it on the, on the front of your screen so you can't see properly anymore. Um, so, I want to talk about contemplative prayer. I remember when I was um, about 13, I think, I was on holiday in France and I was, um, we were staying in one of those um, kind of mobile home caravan kind of things. I can't remember what they're even called anymore. Um, static. static, that's the word. Static home things. Um, it was great, a lovely holiday. I remember going recently to, um, where did we go on holiday in Yorkshire? Yorkshire? Somewhere up in Yorkshire. Finally, that's it, okay? And we stayed in one with the boys. Um, and I genuinely don't know how my parents managed to cope with staying in those things when we were on holiday because we stayed in one. And it did rain, to be fair, which it didn't in France. But it was, it was just like we were literally on top of each other. And it was like a kind of, let's just put you all in one small space together. Um, so I don't know how my parents did it. But we went on holiday to France. I was about 13. We were on these static homes. Um, and I remember reading... Um, listen to Switchfoot. Anyone ever know Switchfoot? It was a great band. Listen to Switchfoot um, on my very, very cool Walkman that had a tape in it. Okay, it's kind of back in the day. Um, and also reading a book by Matt Redman called um, Unquenchable Worshipper, I think, or something like that, somewhere on those lines. Um, and I remember reading that and I remember just sort of praying and, and thinking about God. And up to that point, I had a kind of relationship with God, but it wasn't necessarily anything that was personal to me. It's more of a fact. I went to church, read some books, listened to some music, and that. That was kind of it. But I remember really at that point having a real encounter with God where I felt God sort of speak to me and show me a um, me sitting with, with him, sitting on his knee um, in kind of like a big open space up in the sky um, and sitting with him and being very intimate with him and very close to him. Um, and from that vantage point, kind of looking down at looking down at the world, but it wasn't from a perspective of like, I'm higher than what's going on down there. It's looking out in the world as if to look at issues and circumstances in the world, but and then praying and, and dealing with those things from that place of intimacy and closeness with him. And it kind of stuck with me. It still sticks with me now. I mean, I'm 34 now. That's 21 years ago, and I can still vividly remember what he spoke to me and how, how it kind of impacted on me and that, and that image. And for me, it's those kind of moments that have kind of almost been a point that have signposted or markers in my life where I walk through. And I'm saying that in this sense because... It really, I suppose, without knowing the language, knowing the words, all that kind of stuff, for me, that kind of ignited this idea of having time with God where there is zero agenda, where there's zero kind of purpose other than just to be with Him. And that, in a way, is what contemplated prayer is. That a definition, perhaps, is prayer, contemplated prayer is about coming or coming into the presence of Jesus. That kind of intentional engagement with Jesus, you hear. 
I know you're here. You never leave me or forsake me, but I'm actually going to intentionally be with you right now. I'm not just going to just know that you're with me, but I'm going to intentionally spend some time and go, okay, you're with me. I'm going to meditate on that and just think about that and chew that over. That Jesus, you're here. I'm not going to come with a list of prayer requests. I'm not going to even come with a list of ideas necessarily. I'm going to just come and just be with you. Or I might be bringing some troubles and anxieties and some things to you, but I'm not coming with an agenda about what I think the, the outcome of those things necessarily be. I'm coming with those things and just want to bring them to be with you, Jesus. And just the idea of sitting with Jesus. And it kind of, interestingly, when I look back to that being that 13-year-old boy, that was a point where my relationship with God went from just something that was external. I went to church, I sang songs, I read books, I did the Christian things, I went to a youth group, whatever it may be, I went to summer camps, all that kind of stuff that growing up in church you kind of do, to something that then was incredibly personal <coughs> and something that mattered to me and something that was intimate to me um, and I really think that that's not a one-time thing I look back in my life and think okay there's significant points throughout my life where there's this moment where that that's been a kind of mark or a signpost on my on my journey my walk with God um, but the fascinating thing for me is that is com- contemplated prayer and I really believe that that doesn't have to be something that is even years apart or six months apart, that can be something that, that is built into our everyday lifestyle where we spend time and we set aside time away from the busyness and the rigour and the, and the craziness and the chaoticness, um, even just the excitement of everyday life. And we kind of say, look, Jesus, I'm just going to come and sit with you. I'm just going to come and be with you. And we're going to look at those things, the issues in the world, the issues in my world, the the issues in society, the things that are pressing and pushing, but from this perspective, from this point of view. Because there's a, the, the idea of contemplative prayer is to stand outside of yourself. That doesn't necessarily mean that we kind of get into this kind of idea of like um, stepping outside of ourselves in some kind of E3 way, but that we step away from what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we're focusing on right now, and just be with him and be with Jesus. The idea of looking at it from a different perspective. So I want to just kind of look quickly at, at contemplative prayer and look quickly at kind of how we can engage with that. If you just go to Ephesians, Ephesians 1, because for me, this idea of coming into the presence of Jesus, we don't come into the presence of Jesus like, like it's not always there, but the idea of coming into the presence of Jesus is that we come into it in terms of we engage with it. That he is always with us, that even now we can li- read the Bible and, li- and listen to me talk and we can somehow forget that Jesus is here. And sometimes it's even just taking that moment and just reminding ourselves of that, that Jesus is here. That Jesus, you're here. And I'm actually just going to sit and spend time with you and I might just meditate on that one truth right now. That Jesus, you're here. You're present right now. And sometimes, depending on the day we've had or the moment we've had, that's very easy to do if I'm sitting on a beach in a nice kind of clear blue seas and nice sandy shores and palm trees in the background, it's very easy for me to quickly go, Jesus, you're definitely here right now, aren't you? Absolutely that, okay? It's much more difficult to do when I've had a day from hell or when there's just loads of stuff going on or I'm stressed or I'm anxious or whatever it may be or I don't feel well or whatever, then sit and go, Jesus, you're here. But that is the same process. It's just the ability for our mind to engage with the fact, Jesus, you're here. And I think that we looked last month at kind of the Lord's Prayer as an example of formative prayer, an example of liturgical prayer. Not something that we just make up, but something that we engage with that's been engaged with for 
hundreds and thousands of years and using that not as something that is a cheap way of not having a sincere relationship with God but using that as something that helps to form us and Ephesians 1 is an example of that I'm not going to read it necessarily um, but I'm just going to refer to it because I really believe that the idea of formative prayer the idea of prayer that is uh, like the Lord's Prayer like those kind of things is a really helpful tool to help us to engage with contemplative prayer because what it does is those kind of prayers help us almost get a groove in the way we think that then means when we come and set time aside to just sit and be with Jesus it's quick as the wrong word but it's easier let's say and more I suppose quicker quicker to engage with the fact Jesus you're here because we've had that practice of formative prayer over time and that practice of formative prayer over time kind of builds our expectation and builds our mindset and our view on the fact Jesus you're here for example um so you've got like Ephesians 1 where it talks about the fact that asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and therefore as we pray that and we engage with that in verse 17 sorry Ephesians 1 verse 17 Paul's praying and he basically says that uh, verse 16 I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers then he goes on to talk about the fact that he asked that our <coughs> eyes of our heart would be enlightened that's a formative prayer from Ephesians 1 17 to Ephesians 1 verse 23 that is kind of something that is prayed by Paul 2,000 years ago and therefore that's something that we can engage with because that's not just something that he would have prayed for the Ephesians church that's something that the leaders of the Ephesians church would have prayed for the people in, in Ephesus and in that community and therefore that for me is something that I have prayed most days um for myself for as a community for my family um for people that we're connected with and join with because it's about that kind of routine of getting into that expectation of jesus you're going to pour out your spirit of wisdom and knowledge wisdom and revelation i'm going to have my eyes and my heart enlightened so that when i then engage with god in a kind of come and sit with him that expectation is already there that it's grooved something in the way that i think that jesus i'm expectant now to receive an enlightening of my understanding and enlightening of what i see and what i perceive about these situations in that time with you the same thing with ephesians 3 that paul's got another one in in here ephesians 3 verse 14 he says for this reason i bow my knees to the father of our lord jesus christ from whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named that he would grant you and he talks about the the need to grant us this um strength in our inner man and then it goes on to talk about the fact that we would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width the length the depth and the height to know the love of god which surpasses knowledge and again it's the idea that 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 is a formative prayer and that formative prayer we pray that daily for ourselves we pray that daily for our families for our communities and those kind of things that grooves away in our thinking that when i then come and spend time away from the business everything else and just go jesus you're here and i know you're here that there's an expectation in the way that i think to receive that love that he has to to receive that kind of understanding of of the love of god of the width and the depth and the height and the length of the love of god and obviously it talks about in the lord's prayer which i don't need to go to right now but it talks about that that same idea that our father and hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done again there's that expectation that jesus i'm going to engage with lydia's prayed this morning i'm going to engage with your way in your way and again it's that formative groove in our thinking that then when we come and set time aside it's that god i'm just going to engage with your way i'm expecting to hear from you and know your kingdom 
know your way and know what your will is to do on this earth in this situation with these people in this place whatever it may be and it's almost like um if you <coughs> when i was younger and again this is probably not a good thing to necessarily have recorded when i was younger we used to um in oh gosh i don't say the place that makes it less easy to come back okay we used to go running through fields in a place that we won't name um and when in those fields there were farmers fields in those fields we used to uh, occasionally occasionally um nick kind of corn off some of the things that were there try and eat it it tasted disgusting so then we'd end up throwing it um but i remember vividly bizarrely in this thing when one time we did this and the farmer decided that the dogs would come and chase us through the fields and bearing in mind i was probably about 13 interesting same time i encountered god doing this anyway um about 13 and so my brother was younger than that my brother was probably nine at the time um i had friends of mine with us as well and that's obviously not necessarily the best thing in the world to be doing as a 13 year old with a nine-year-old brother in in soup but anyway bizarrely one of the things i remember more than anything else is that and it's strange what you remember as this point of panic running through this field thinking the dogs are going to get us the dogs are going to get us um noticing the corn being lined up in its kind of avenues and stuff like that as it is but the, the path in between the corn was really trodden down and was really kind of hard and nothing grew there there was no grass there there was grass growing around the bottom bottom of the corn but there was no grass growing in the kind of gap in between corn here corn here but in this bit nothing grew okay but there was grass and other stuff growing underneath there as well as the corn uh, but nothing in between um it's bizarre what you remember isn't it but anyway at this point of panic and, and thing i'm thinking about i'm running along this channel and then i know it's oh there's grass there and there's corn there and there's nothing here i don't know why i remember that but i still remember it to this day um but as god does he redeemed that act of kind of i don't know vandalism naughtiness whatever you want to call it of nicking people's coin corn and that kind of stuff and he brought my memory back to it and he said that that that's exactly what you do when you are informative prayer because what you're doing is you are creating a path in your thinking in your expectation that's like that path in between the two bits of corn that nothing else grows there and that sounds like a strange thing to say we always talk about in the christian community about growth don't we but actually there's some areas of our lives where we don't want anything else to grow we don't want if you look at the or they have the idea that stuff grows on there, then that stops becoming a path. If I'm running through that field in my panic and I see a big kind of mound of grass and corn, I'm not going to run that way. I'm going to find another way to run instead. So we do want areas of our lives or areas of our thinking where nothing else grows, where the, I don't know, the cares or the worries or the anxieties or the, the kind of deceitfulness of riches it talks about or whatever it may be, that that stuff doesn't grow in that space. But instead that becomes a path. It becomes a place where truth, it becomes a place where revelation, it becomes a place where understanding can run backwards and forwards along and we can receive from God. And I really believe that formative prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1 I think it is, Philippians three i think it might be and multiple other places in the bible and multiple other places in kind of church history when you look at kind of book of common prayer i know you guys are working with and that kind of stuff that those things as we engage with that that becomes a kind of that path between the corn it becomes that place where actually i can run backwards and forwards along that place without anything else being in the way mm-hmm. and in my thinking and our thinking formative prayer engages us with that that it engages with the fact that this is now ran this backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards for years and therefore now that there's a path where i expect god to reveal his love to me because i've prayed that prayer in ephesians 3 and it's not about earning it it's not about kind of going i will pray this so much that then i've earned it that nothing to do with that at all it's about our thinking and the way we expect being 
grooved into a way that's saying, God, my thinking is now in line with your thinking. That you want to pour out your love to me. And actually, now I expect that to happen. Not in like a demanding kind of way, but in a sense of like, oh, yeah, I'm actually in a place where I received that because that path is worn, that path is walked. And the same thing with revelation, that God, I expect to receive your revelation because that path is walked. Because I've, I've prayed Ephesians 1 and I, I kind of like it sometimes seems to have no impact, but actually over time it starts to see things happen. I start to see things differently from a different perspective because I'm seeing it from your perspective and that for me again it's not about earning I don't want us to kind of go to Ephesians 1 and go right, okay I'm going to pray this for next year and then by the end of the year I've earned it I've done my kind of my bit I put my 365 prayers in and now something's going to happen it's not about that some things will come quicker than others because some things we've probably got ways of thinking that are more in line with God's way of thinking already or some things we've got ways of thinking that are close to that therefore it's not much of an adjustment to do it whereas other things the adjustment is bigger and the path is literally full of weeds and full of grass and all that kind of stuff. And actually, we just need to walk it. And it starts with a slow slog and it starts to be difficult to begin with because we're literally going from no path and we want to tread it down and tread it down and tread it down and tread it down and tread it down until we have a path. So it's that idea of practice and formative prayer. And I'm saying all of that because we looked at that like last month with the Lord's Prayer. And we looked at that kind of idea of praying that and that doesn't just do something externally but that lord's prayer shapes us that our father in heaven what does it do is it starts to create this pathway of going actually you're my father and you're in heaven this is a family thing and it shapes that that path in us actually your father hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done that idea okay it's your kingdom but it is going to come and it just shapes and it creates a pathway and expectation in our thinking and the more i practice that the more i do that the more that those reckless youths run across the farmer's fields and run along those paths the more it actually establishes that as a path and not as a place where stuff grows so really we were doing the farmer a favor because we were running along that point and not allowing anything to grow in between um but the more we do it the more we practice it the more we do that the more we establish it as a path and it's that idea of sometimes going okay god i want to engage with this process of formative prayer of using prayers that are going to help shape my thinking to be able to receive from you easier is the wrong way but in, a, in an easier way I can't think of a better word than that than, than me just coming and going God what do I do it's actually it's starting to shape it and form it over time and we know it don't we we know the kind of sometimes where people just there's this readiness to expect the good things of God because they're just like yeah actually I just, why wouldn't I and sometimes those ways of thinking are because of parenting sometimes those ways of thinking are because of the church they've grown up in sometimes those ways of thinking are just because of just the way things have gone for them whereas other people perhaps have a more of a a weedy mentality on certain things where it's like actually God's good I'm not sure I believe that God's a father I don't think I can accept that whatever it may be and therefore it's for them or for us to kind of walk that path with prayer walk that path with understanding and challenge and that kind of thing and actually God is this good therefore let's pray this together and see that start to shape and change the way you're thinking about stuff so I'm saying all of that because I believe that it's not about doing that formative kind of prayer and then doing contemplative prayer. It's about the realisation that actually the two work hand in hand. The more I practice that kind of formative prayer, as well as other types of prayer, the more I practice that, the more it aids that contemplative prayer. Because that means when I come into that time just sitting with Jesus, it actually, again, I don't like the word easier, but it's easier to engage with him. It's easier to kind of push away everything else and go, actually, yeah, because that path is established. It's not, I'm not looking and thinking, God, where the heck are you? But actually that path is clear and I can say, okay, there you are. And I'm expecting for you to, to, to receive your perspective on the situation, to receive your love in this situation. And it's sometimes that time will take process because we're looking at God, I've got no idea whether, what, what on earth is going on here. But actually the more we do it, the easier it becomes for us to, to, to deal with that and engage with that.
<coughs> so jumping back into contemplative prayer, I really think that it, it helps to helps us to if we go back to my knowledge when I was I was 13 year old, I suppose that is a is a good perspective on it because it or a good viewpoint of it because for me it kind of in, ingrained this idea in me that actually God, A, I'm, I'm intimate with you. I can come and be with you and just sit with you. With no agenda, no need of anything. No kind of like need of even you to correct, but I can just come and be with you. And secondly, from that place of being with you, it gives a different perspective. A perspective that's not necessarily my own, a perspective that I haven't necessarily brought to the, the kind of deal, but the one that I can just come and be with you and actually be ready to see things from your perspective. Be ready to see circumstances and people and situations from your vantage point. And for me, that's what contemplative prayer is. It's the idea that, God, I'm just going to come and sit with you. And I'm actually going to come, sometimes with issues and troubles and challenges, because I want your perspective on those issues and troubles and challenges. But the purpose of it is really to see things from your perspective. To almost take a step aside from the rat race or whatever word we want to use. Take a distant step. Because to me, in that idea of that kind of encounter how we go when I was 13 is that actually I'm removed from what's going on in the world right now that I'm not it's not that I'm better than that it's that actually in this place of intimacy with you God I'm, I'm, I'm removed from that environment and I'm looking at it from your perspective I'm looking at it from your vantage point and therefore that that's given me a better idea about how to work in that environment than if I was just in it myself and just caught up in everything else that's going on I'm actually looking at it from a, a different perspective different viewpoint and I believe that that's what contemplative prayer is. That it's about coming into the presence of Jesus. It's about sitting with Jesus and then seeing things from his perspective. It's about gaining a different perspective. And that sometimes takes time. Because, and that's the importance of formative prayer. Because it's the idea, actually, God, I'm going to come and I'm going to receive from your viewpoint. I'm actually going to see things from your viewpoint. That person at work or that person in the public eye or that person that I just cannot stand. God, I'm going to step outside of myself, come and sit with you, come and be in your presence. I'm going to ask for your perspective on that person because I just can't, I can't see them any other way than just the irritant they are right now or whatever word I want to use. Or that, that circumstance that I'm, just troubles me and it's making me anxious. God, I'm just going to step outside of myself. I'm going to see it from your perspective. I want to engage your viewpoint from that thing. Or that, that, that situation in a city where I think, God, that has to change. I don't know how to make that change. I'm going to come and just sit outside of myself and see it from your perspective. Or, because those things are all connected to things. There's nothing wrong with that in contemplative prayer. Or, God, I'm just going to come and just be with you. And you might show me something. And that, that's when I want to engage you. But the point of it is it's seeing things from a different perspective. It's taking that time and coming into the presence of Jesus. Sitting with you and going, God, I'm here to be with you. I'm bringing this with me because I could do with some advice on what to do. I could do with a different perspective on what to do. Or I'm just coming just to be with you because I want to see from your perspective. I want to engage with what you're engaged with. I want to see what you're doing. I want to be involved in what you're doing. Um, and it's seeing through the eyes of love. It's seeing through his eyes and his viewpoint that actually over time, it doesn't just give us a perspective. And go, oh, great, I've got a different perspective. Now that's great. I'll go and deal with that situation from this perspective. That's good. But over time, it just changes the way we see things, to see things through the eyes of love, to see things through his eyes. But then it's like in all those situations, I just, God, I can see it from your point of view now because I just see through the eyes of love. I see the eyes of, of your heart for that person or that situation on those moments. And I remember again, um, really vividly, when we were in Foles Hill and we were based at, um, on board 
Street, um, at the Blue Building. And we had a youth group there. Um, but I vividly remember um, we had this youth group, and I've been working full-time for the church for probably about six to nine months at this time. Um, and one of the kind of my aims of that time was to establish a youth group in that place. I've only been there for a while. I think I've been there for probably... 12 months in total and I've been working full time for like 9 of those and we had um, 2 kids from the church 3 kids sorry, three kids from the church i.e. church kids in this youth group and bear in mind there was me full time and there was 4 other people full time as well and we got 3 kids all from the church we hadn't done anything to reach out into the community and I was worried and troubled and frustrated about this and all these kind of different things thinking what on earth is going on God I haven't done anything and then we were, had youth on Friday night with these kids from the church who didn't really want to be there but their mum made them come um, and we had three of the little lads and I've been praying about it and God and I just said God oh, look, if, if, if this is going to happen it's got to happen now um, I was quite honest look God if it's not going to happen then let's just not do it anymore so we did this Friday night youth group um, and three kids turned up three random kids um, and we didn't know them and they came and they they were there and they, they had a great time like table tennis all that kind of stuff and blah 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 and then I remember um, continuing to pray and I had three kids oh that's great three kids it's fantastic um, but I remember then because we had those three kids I'd finished work on a Friday I'd, I'd finished working for the church went to work for Susie um, and then we'd go home on a Friday after work also not even go home but go to Sainsbury's on a Friday after work um, and get something to eat in Sainsbury's and just come and sit in the car waiting for you to start like 6 o'clock um, and I remember not thinking anything of it and again not having words to articulate anything but literally every Friday from about half past 4 to about 6 o'clock just sitting in my car drinking yop yogurt remember doing that um, and eating um, raisin bread which is ridiculously unhealthy um, but anyway really enjoying that food um, and then just putting some worship music on the car and just sitting and praying um, and I say praying and not really even praying praying a little bit but then just kind of thinking and imagining and, and doing that kind of stuff and really felt God in retrospect engage in that process not at the time wasn't at the time this is a really significant moment or anything like that I was just in the time retrospectively looking back it became really significant and just God started to show me stuff for that whole kind of area of Falls Hill that kind of Broad Street and Stony Stanton Road area of Falls Hill um, and specifically the Stony Stanton Road bit and he really started to speak to me he started to just show me stuff and I started to pray specific things that I felt he was showing me not for my own um, kind of desire or want but just that he would show me um, and it kind of just led into more of that and again that kind of built over a number of weeks and bear in mind the whole time this is going on this is over like a three four month period we've got three kids three kids that we've met and then two other kids or maybe three other kids from the church that are coming to this youth group thing um, and I'm not working full time for the church anymore so it's not something I can kind of engage with my days in, in that um, this is just what we do on a Friday night and that kind of kept happening and happening for a few months um, and then we started to see a few more kids come along, a few more kids come along, and a few more kids come along. Um, and it was really apparent to me that something had happened in that time with God, praying and being with God in the car. It was literally just, without sounding cheesy, it was literally just sitting with Jesus and just listening to music. Nothing fancy. It wasn't like, this is now a holy time, I'll take my shoes off, and this is a holy car, and anything like that. It was just literally sitting with Jesus and praying and thinking. Um, and really praying what he showed me to pray, and seeing that almost... <laughs> sounds bizarre but almost God go into that Stony Stanton Road estate um, and do something in that environment and just praying that and it's been quite odd the things I was praying I think man this looks weird God it's like you're going under the ground you're doing stuff it's like really weird stuff but really felt God in it 
and we started to see more and more kids come um, and we started to see kids when, when we prayed for kids kids get well which is always a good thing when you pray for them but kids like with little kind of bruises and bumps and stuff but also more significant things get well um, we started to see kids who were excluded from so many parts of their local community uh, there was a group of um, albino um, Muslim kids um, who were kind of picked on because their whole family was was, in, was albino and they were, they were albino Muslims and they just did not fit anywhere as you can quite possibly imagine um, and they also weren't allowed to come along so that also made it interesting too but they started to come along as well and you can see their self-esteem kind of building you can see their self kind of identity kind of feel like I'm part of something here and we got to the point where again it's really not about, about the number part but we got to a point where there's probably about 70 or so kids and we had to split it into two different youth groups we had to have a primary school one that went from 6 until 7.30 and then a secondary school one went from 8 until 9.30 because we just had too many kids we couldn't literally fit them in and make it anything productive um, and it just amazingly for me we then saw kids praying for other kids um, we saw some kids get saved we saw some kids kind of say yeah, I want to know Jesus I want to follow Jesus it was wonderful like really exciting really wonderful and the amazing for me is that was not because we had the nicest building, because we didn't, and literally up the road, if you know that road, there's a wonderful youth, youth centre up, up there on the left-hand side, glass-fronted, it's amazing. It's not because we had the nicest building, it's not even because we had the best activities. I'm okay at doing kids' group activities, um, but they're not amazing. They kind of involve like marshmallows and spaghetti and newspaper and stuff like that. We had a table tennis table, we had some footballs, wasn't particularly like stunning activities where I come in here and play virtual reality laser tag or anything like that. It's nothing exciting like that. Um, but it was, it, it was, and again, I also say this it was, I believe, significantly attached to what God has shown me in that time pulled aside with Him. But it wasn't because I sat there and went, I'm going to work at this in the wrong sense until it shifts. It was because I sat with Jesus and went, okay without even realising I was doing it. Start with you and okay, what is it that's going to happen in this place? What is it that you want to do? And start just be led by his direction into what was going on. Um, and it was, in a sense, I don't mean this in this sense, but it was easy. It wasn't like, God, I'm going to strive in prayer for this. It was just time spent with him. Time spent with him where I saw it from his perspective. And that formative prayer because I used to pray Ephesians and still do Ephesians 1 a lot. Um, that formative prayer, I think, engaged and helped with that contemplative prayer without making it formulate but then that also led to interestingly like intercessory prayer that I found myself in that same car park start to intercede for that community I found myself start to cry out for God to move in that community and he did he did move in that community and he did reach those kids and he did bring a sense of identity and purpose and togetherness for them they, they, I remember they started to come on on Sunday mornings and stuff like that and they used to sit at the back and be in the meeting, if that makes sense, non-church kids, just be in the meeting, not always enjoying it, but be in the meeting and be present and be around us. And it was, for me, I say that because I believe that God has things for us, <coughs> both personally in our families, in our neighbourhoods, um, and I really think the neighbourhood thing is significant um, in terms of God doing something through the homes that we live in and reaching the neighbours that we live in but raising our expectation about what that could possibly look like and I don't mean raising our expectation like kind of going okay I want to see it look like this this and this but I mean spending time aside with Jesus and just going okay God what is your heart for this street what is it that you want to see happen in this neighbourhood what is it that you want to 
to do and just spending time with him and going, okay, I want to see it from your perspective. I obviously want you to move in this in the neighborhood. I obviously want you to, to be God in this street. I want this street to be a safe place and a restored place for people to live in and grow up in. But God, I don't just want to just force my agenda on it. I want to sit with you and I want to see what you're seeing and engage with that and start to pray for that. And it'll lead to like an intercessory thing. Because it just, for me, still to this day, I have a connection with that street and that area that I would not have just because we had a youth group there. It's because something happened in that time where it went, it's connected me into that environment. It's connected me into that place. <coughs> and ironically, I, I don't think they go away. I, I, I think when, when we make that connection to an environment, I think that connection remains and it stays. And I believe the same for for our neighbourhoods and our streets that we're living in. I think that then builds into our city. That for me, it's that idea of even with the VIP event or with other events we, we've done and we will do, it's okay, we're doing this and it's good and it's great, but God, let, let's just spend some time sitting aside and going, okay, what is it you want to see happen with that thing? What is it you want to do through that, that movement of what, what's happened at that VIP event? What is it that you want to happen? And then the same thing with workplaces. God, I want to just spend some time with you in my workplace. And I want to, or it could, whatever it may be, the point is that we just, contemplated prayer is, without, it is absolutely without agenda, but it doesn't mean it's without something. Because agenda is the idea that we go with this list of things. God, you've got to do this, then this, then this. It's not the idea that you go, okay, God, I'm bringing this area of the city or this neighbourhood to you. I just want to know your perspective on it. I want to see what you think on it. I want you to use my imagination, use that pathway to kind of show me what it is you're seeing for that place. Because it is, it, it, it's not just without nothing. It can be without nothing. It can be, God, I just want to be with you. I want to see what you're doing. I want to know what you're doing. But it can also be, God, I want to see what you're doing in this particular area. Can you just show me that? And if it's not that right now, that, that's from a park it for a bit. But what is it you want us to do? Because God's heart is to, as we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven that's his heart that's what he wants to see and I really believe he's leading us into a time of our expectation will rise not because we go I'm going to have high expectation our expectation will rise because we'll see it from his perspective and so I've got to wow, I can see it. that's amazing and I look back genuinely retrospectively having no idea what I was doing before but retrospectively go, God you really raised my expectation of what would happen in that state I didn't even realise it I didn't even know it um, and it was just beautiful because we used to get um, invited into homes of parents to pray with parents and pray with kids. And it was just wonderful. It was beautiful because that was purely because we used to walk the kids from the estates and then back home again because they're primary school kids. So we used to take them. We used to like, so you have this like little, little kind of like Pied Piper entourage of like kids walking on the streets. And it was wonderful. But then parents would invite us in or parents would want to have a chat or parents want to talk about stuff. I remember vividly one home being invited in by a Muslim lady who told me you've got 10 minutes until my husband gets home um, but I'd like to pray with me because if he gets home it won't, won't go well for me I was like okay we can pray quick then that, that's fine but it's just those kind of moments and that's nothing to do with my charismatic kind of walking the streets going who wants to know Jesus it's nothing to do with that at all it's nothing to do with my kind of sense of like here's a strategy that we will do it's genuinely to do with God I would want to just see hindsight I didn't know this at the time but it's going I want to see what you see for that community for that place and I'm going to see it and I'm going to pray into it and then it just starts to open it up and cause it to bear forth and the same thing is true of our streets it really is the same thing is true of our workplaces and it's that time just drawing us like going God what is it you see 
what is it that's there? I want to pray into that. And it might not happen immediately. It might be something that we sow into and we seed into for a, for a while. But then it's like, God, okay, then help me to see when it's kind of ready for me to just draw in from that. In whatever way that may be and whatever way that happens. So my encouragement to you is <coughs> to continue to engage in that kind of formative prayer stuff. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, the Lord's Prayer, other kind of traditional historic church prayers that help to create that path in our thinking that helps make it easier to see and hear from what God is doing. And secondly, to, to give time aside to sit with Jesus, to come into the presence of Jesus and just be with him. Be with him just to be with him, but also be with him to go, God, I want to see your perspective on this whatever that this may be and just expect that that then rolls into a kind of increased heart and expectation for whatever it is and that it rolls into like an intercessoriness for for a community or for an area or for a thing because your 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 heart will just be captured by it because you'll see it from his perspective and you'll suddenly find yourself just so connected to something that it's like actually god i just i can't i can't i can't want to see it change because we've caught his heart for it and you'll be you'll move like his heart moves for it um so i'd encourage you to do that i encourage you to give time for that this is not a thing where you go away and it's like okay now i've done it this is a a lifestyle thing it's giving ourselves to a cycle of lifestyle of formative prayer of contemplative prayer of intercessory prayer of other types of prayer where we give our lives to that and build that into our routines and build it into the way we conduct ourselves so jesus i just ask that as we prayed and as we looked at this this morning you'd help us by your holy spirit you'd help us to do this that it's not by might nor by strength but it's by you holy spirit and we want everything we do to be empowered by you help us to be diligent at setting time aside help us to be disciplined in 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 practice a formative prayer and in in wisdom in which ones are going to help and engage and change the way we think on circumstances and situations and change our expectation on those things the holy spirit just help us in this process help us gain your perspective your viewpoint on earthly affairs that we would see earthly affairs from your stance point and we would begin to intercede and and govern if that is the right word these earthly affairs that we would see your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in jesus name amen, amen. Cool.